Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts. Tom Stevens. I think today is probably overall the best practice I've been a part of in Nebraska. Jake Bakoven. I think we had our best week of practice ever again. So if our goal is to get better day by day, it's been a good week. Tom and Buck starts now. All right, you're going to have to DJ these songs, Bach. We're in hour number two of Tom and Bach. Uh, Bach's playing his favorite Halloween songs. What's this one? This one is actually from another interest of mine. It's professional wrestling. This is the the devil's favorite demon, Kane's uh, entrance. Remember Kane oh, from wrestling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did a lot of, uh, like, buried alive matches, hell in a cell. Yeah. Halloween Havoc type of stuff. Did yeah, he, he had the casket. Was that the – that wasn't the guy that had the casket. His, that was the his Undertaker. brother. Yeah, his uh, brother in storyline. Uh, Undertaker. They Undertaker. had a lot of casket matches where they would yeah. fight each other and bury the live. And then, I like, like three months later, they'd come back with their hands sticking out of the ring or uh, something. Yeah, it would be great if we actually found out like the Undertaker was really killing people. I mean, that, that we're not great, <laughs> not real people, but like that he had a dark past. Yeah, because most of these guys, you you hear them interviewed uh, outside of character, or, or they talk to you and they're outside of character. They're just good guys. Kane actually is is, is, is like. I mean, he's the devil's yeah. favorite demon. He's like the worst guy that you could be in wrestling. Yeah. He's actually the mayor uh, of a town in Tennessee now, his hometown, and he's the nicest guy ever. You and DP should host a wrestling show. We should do it, at least a one-off or a few times, maybe I mean, WrestleMania season. DP would travel all over the country at times following wrestlers. And so, you know, he, he, he knows so many of them. Yeah, and he's hung out with Mitty. He was them. neighbors with Ric Flair. Yeah, he and Ric Flair used to used to party occasionally. <laughs> they were in the exact same neighborhood. Uh, Flair stories are. I mean, I, I've heard those stories about Ric Flair and Andre the Giant. Oh yeah, Andre uh, could put down a lot of. Did beer. you see the thirty for thirty on those guys? Yeah, uh, they would drink like thirty beers after a match. Uh, and Flair, I think it might have affected eventually Andre, not as much because he's just such a huge guy. But I would pay to hear a radio show with you and DP breaking down wrestling. Well, I think I'm going to go to – I've never been to a pay-per-view. I think I'm going to go to the Royal Rumble this year because it's in St. Louis, which is not mm. too bad of a drive. The Royal mm. Rumble is always fun because mm. it's when, like, 30 guys mm. at you know go into the ring and the last right. guy over the tops win. And whenever it happens, we always do the who would win the ticket Royal Rumble here. Who do you think would, would win? Um, you have to DP. throw everybody well, over the ropes. Be DP because he, he would – although he's told me about – uh, having Ric Flair hit him in the gut. Yeah. And he said he, he was bent over for like a half an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> Flair was not messing around. Uh, but he could actually take that, whereas nobody else in this 
this building yeah. could. But often in those in those Jay matches, For- well, Jay Foreman. Oh, Jay Foreman. Yeah, I'd that's go, right. That's right. I, Jay you would Foreman go would J- Jay Foreman, and it's over. I mean, he played professional football. It's yeah. over. Jay Foreman would not just not just win, but he would eliminate every one yeah, of us. We'd all be gone. We have to. What you do though is usually when the giant gets in, is that uh, like the other ten guys just combine to take him out first and then uh-huh. fight each other. So we'd have to conspire against Th- Jay Foreman. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think would be the best? Not the best wrestler, but the best character of all. I think mean, huh. Rico would de- 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 Rico, yeah, Rico would have a, a good wrestling character. He's, he's as he as he states a small in stature, so he might have yeah. to be a manager. <laughs> he wasn't listening. Uh, he's he's not listening. Oh, we think you that you would be the ba- make the best wrestling character in the office. Not that you would win the matches, no. but the best you, wrestling character. Yeah, Jay Foreman would yeah. be the Jay best Foreman would action. dominate. Yeah, he would dominate yeah. everybody uh, because he'd create a great character, but he also would just dominate everybody. Yes, he would spear um, us. Yeah, I would. I, I don't think I could create a character. I wouldn't be very intimidating, or very good at it. <laughs> That's what I would do in those uh, yeah. in those matches. It's just kind of hide in the corner, yeah. let everybody else fight, and make sure you have you thought about the name of the your character. Five. Like, I mean, you you watch a lot of this stuff. Have yeah, you, you have a nickname for yourself as a wrestler. <laughs> I've never really thought of myself yeah. as a wrestler, just because I don't really yeah. have the size for it, and yeah. I've had a few injuries in my life that would make it hard <laughs> for me to wrestle. So you're already bailing on the, even the thought of it. Okay, <laughs> like as, like well, like Rico, I could just be a manager. That's right. Uh, the world needs managers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this story, but Westside has a wide receiver that's female. Um, and she went into the third quarter last Friday night uh, when Westside, number three in the state, this is, they're really good, so it's hard to to get on the two deep on Westside. Uh, they played Omaha Benson. They ended up winning uh, 59-8, something like that. Uh, and Erin Marty is her name. Uh, she went in. Uh, she also plays on special teams. She played three or four plays. Uh, but there have been several girls that have played high school football, uh, and they don't have an actual count. Uh, I can't remember who wrote this story. I think for the Omaha World Herald. I apologize that I didn't get the name on that. Uh, but there have been many girls who have uh, played high school football over the years. Do you remember playing like peewee football or YMCA league uh, and there being a girl? Not necessarily. I, you know, I play pickup ball with some yeah. some girls sometimes. Oh, yeah, they'll kick your butt. Yeah, sometimes I mean, like, they do. I, I played uh, with some ex-Huskers, and Martise Ivy, when, uh, one of the all-time leading scorers in Nebraska basketball history. Oh, yeah, she would, yeah. Be, she, she would definitely she kick your butt. She crushed us. Yeah. I mean, she would take on the guys all the time and, and win. Um, Which I always thought was weird, too, because they would have to adjust – to the size of the ball because you're playing with the men, uh, men's basketball, right. but they st- they seem to do it pretty. I remember. Know. I think they used a regulation ball up until like the 80s or late 70s and 80s. They not a regulation ball. They used the men the men's ball. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they switched sometime in the 80s and they went to the smaller basketball, which I always thought was harder to shoot. Yeah, it's definitely I, an adjustment. At least I, I thought it was a, a much more difficult thing to shoot, but I thought that was interesting that. Uh, you know, because I, I remember playing uh, peewee football, and there was a girl in our league that poli- think played for police, and she was great. Uh, she would score touchdowns all the time. Yeah. But now it's becoming more commonplace that you'll see uh, girls wrestle. Obviously, uh, girls play basketball. I I don't. I wonder. It probably won't happen in basketball, right? Because there's you know basketball teams on the female side. Yeah, yeah. There might available. be a girl who's good enough where it thinks. I'm going to sue to play on the guy's side. And I've seen girls that are definitely that good could, enough yeah. that could do it. Um, I mean, you, you, Reggie Miller's sister was way – Cheryl Miller was way better than Reggie probably up till high school. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, she, he would get in the car and say, you know, hey, I scored 35 points. And then Cheryl would get in the car and say, yeah, I scored 70. And not to make it like too, too, yeah. it's it's not like too weird to think of that. And a lot of these like smaller uh, Nebraska towns are just towns around the nation where you don't have that big, you know, you might have eight guys uh, that go out for it. And, and you know, uh, you yeah. have a girl that's better than, you know, three, right. you know, you have maybe three guys that are better or whatever, but there's, there's maybe a few girls co- that could ball. I wonder if they'd have co-ed teams uh, in yeah. the future. I mean, you're, I'm serious. I mean, you're having to go to six man teams in some of these smaller towns and sometimes you can't even get up to six. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that might be a way to fix that problem. And football is interesting because, and you wonder, Sarah Fuller, of course, the Vanderbilt uh, mm. kicker that, that got in mm. the game for the NCAA, mm. you know, it, maybe that kind of sparked some some hope. But you're seeing more girls uh, go outside of the kicker realm and want to play positional right. ball. My my cousin's daughter, actually, huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, wanted to try out for football, and she has this year. She plays running mm. back uh, out in Grand Island. No, and, who uh, is it? My cousin's a, a daughter. She plays uh, running back. I think she's still in middle school. I think it's. I think she'll play. I um, think she's going to go up for high school football next year. That's cool because I I have a cousin, Greg. I don't know if you met him when he came in town for the Michigan game, uh, but he coaches football in Sheridan, Wyoming, and they're getting to the point where you know filling out rosters is not always easy. Yeah. Uh, some of these smaller towns are just disappearing, uh, and so you have to go to you know smaller eight man, six man type football. I wonder if this uh, might be a thing. You're right. Uh, most of the, the ladies, the women who have scored at the high school ranks um, have been kickers. Uh, but uh, I'm sure that's not going to be the case for very long all over the place. Well, obviously, too, we've seen a lot more involvement in, in, in inclusion for referees uh, mm-hmm. in the coaching industry. So it's just awesome to see, you know, because women have been fans of football for a long time, but there's mm-hmm. been this big wall to get into it um and now it's uh now it's starting to happen so it's really cool uh rob zadiska's daughter also plays for west side uh but she's a freshman uh and so she has not reached the varsity level but she's plays football and if it's rob zadiska's zadiska's daughter then i'm guessing she's pretty good yeah (laughs) look out uh that guy was one of the best offensive linemen to ever play at nebraska pretty intelligent fellow too yeah he's really smart uh the doc talk podcast is really good yeah uh, and he's also a doctor. He also, I guess, the, he has that doctor thing going as well. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good degree. I mean, if you, if you think that's cool, then uh, be a doctor. <laughs> um, let's get to box tops. Uh, this is going to be a good category. I hope I gave you enough time because it looks like you have a lot of research on the best monsters ever. Oh, yeah. But, uh, maybe we'll, we'll just breeze through it here. Uh, first, I wanted to get uh, your your opinions on the uh, others receiving votes. Didn't quite make it. Uh, we already talked about Godzilla, King Kong, those kind of giant, uh, overwhelming characters. Did you ever see The Amazing Colossal Man? Uh, no. It's like a 50s one. It was, no. it was really cool. He's just the a Amazing giant man. Colossal Man? Yeah, yeah. Like, because oh, colossal, you usually think of failure. Like, that's what was a colossal failure. I think that's but how this, you pronounce it, yeah. colossal. colossal. Also, I, I, like, I, giant, big, yeah, I just believe, in general. Yeah, it's a huge, yeah. huge failure. Uh, but I've never heard it in association with a monster. The Predator was a pretty good The first movie was good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say much about the rest. Yeah. Chucky, have you been watching uh, Chucky? We, I, we talked briefly about how he was. he's not too imposing. No, he's not, but he's still able to kill... Uh, you would think you'd be able to fight off a three-ounce doll. Yeah. Somehow he's got some power, and and all you really does is just stab you, so I mean, uh, you should be able to Over and over. Yeah, off. it doesn't always look very realistic. It, are they getting better in the newer Chucky movies? Or? No, no. They have the Chucky series on the USA Network, and uh, the 
the stabbing scenes are still pretty. Um, it's just like, why don't you just reach back and punch that guy ten feet across the room <laughs> and run or you uh, know tear his head off or something? <laughs> I think my, the Bride of Chucky might be my favorite. Yeah, that was pretty good. That one. was pretty good. They they just do so many of those. Yeah. Uh, Ghostface, the scream. You get those masks anywhere, but him just in general, whether you know, who, no matter who's behind the mask, he's a bumbling type of killer. He you know he chases you too often, but he never can quite kill you most of the time. He'll, he's he'll eventually get some. He's yeah. not agile. He just stumbles, falls over himself. Yeah, that, I would like to hear you rank your most agile monsters. Yeah, uh, as well. <laughs> he would be near the, the bottom. He, he would be near the bottom. The Mummy is another one that didn't quite make the list. Uh, Those Brendan Fraser films of the early 2000s I thought were really good. Uh, um, but uh, I like the old school ones, too. Uh, I think Tom Cruise tried one. That was okay, too. Yeah. I saw that one. Uh, number 10 on my list. People will might be upset about this, but they're on the back of the list. Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers together. They tie for 10th. Yeah, tied for 10th. Obviously, uh, Friday the 13th for, for Jason Voorhees. Michael Myers uh, at least does his work on Halloween, which is, you know, th- yeah. th- there's a new movie out for that, too. Um, the problem I have with them is they're just slow-prodding knife type of killers, you know? They're, just, they don't use, they're not too uh, creative, and they're just yeah. kind of slow. They're slow, but they always catch up. Yeah. They always seem to catch up, and no matter how fast the victim is running, and he's just plodding along, and somehow he manages. It's like the turtle in the air thing. I mean, he, he catches up all the time. And Michael Myers is seemingly indestructible at this point. He, he just keeps surviving I don't no matter like, how he does. That's a, that's a big pet peeve of mine. If you can't kill the monster, if there's no way to kill the monster, you're off the list. Uh, yeah. By the way, the Michael Myers mask, which was... Uh was actually made from a cast of William Shatner's face. I know a lot of people know that, but maybe that's news to some. It was originally used in the 1975 horror film The Devil's Reign, so wow. it's just kind of a borrowed prop, and uh, now it's obviously iconic. So both Jason and Michael are William Shatner? No, just Michael Myers. Oh, just, just that Michael. mask. Okay. Yeah. Jason Voorhees has a hockey, ma- hockey mask. Uh, number nine on my list is, right. is the werewolf. Uh, there are a lot of different interpretations of the werewolf, obviously. My favorite is Lon Chaney Jr. The Universal Monsters make all up and down my list. The you know, 1930s and 1950s type of monsters. I think the best uh, scare movies were in black and white myself. Uh, and uh, he was great playing that. Um, obviously, werewolves got to look out for the full moon. That's when they will uh, turn uh. and become werewolves. Um, they are pretty much immune to damage other than being vulnerable to silver objects. You need silver um, often through the heart to try to kill them, then your silver bullets. Um, it's kind of strange. I didn't know this still looking up today. Um, they're somewhat like the witchcraft trials. There were trials for supposed werewolves oh. uh, that was in uh, the what is now Switzerland. Uh, in the early 15th century, it spread through Europe in the 16th century as well, and peaking in the 17th. Uh, century, but it subsided in the 18th century. Not, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that not near as bad because how would yeah. you truly believe a, a man is a werewolf without having any proof for long enough? But uh, apparently, these uh, these this was uh, believed at one point. Before there were witch trials, there were werewolf. There were trials. werewolf trials. Yeah, trials. Uh, number eight on my list: Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the character's names come from the human skin mask he always wears, which hides his deformed face. The character was largely inspired by real life murder Ed. Uh, Gein, I think is how you pronounce it, who also wore masks made of human skin. Oh, Gein uh, did murder two people, but most of his collection, as it were, which is of human parts, uh, came from grave robbing. And grave robbing was so popular at times historically that traps were made on graves to defend your graves if you had a loved one. Um, then you didn't want their, their body to be taken. Most often, grave robbers were either medical students or black market thieves who 
who would sell the bodies to medical schools who were in need of cadavers. And the crime was often not, yeah. you know, the, the police didn't spend much time on it because they saw it as a victimless crime. You know, it, the bodies. It, he's still it's dead. Gone. He's it doesn't dead, really yeah. matter. Um, <laughs> were they done the grave robbing around Halloween? I don't. I think just in general, it's just a lot of, a lot of grave robbing, which I mean, is uh, when a buddy comes up with that idea. For, you know, yeah. I'm like, like, you know what we should do? Well, they apparently made some good money off of it, though. I guess if there's money to be made, you can't, <laughs> you can't argue with it. Leatherface Two is, uh, it's it, it maybe should be higher on my list. I, you know, I like the movies, but it's just the chainsaw thing. There's nowhere where, like, like no, almost no worse way to die than a chainsaw. That's scary. That would be the. The word. I mean, if I'm ranking them, that's way up there. Yeah, and, and like in haunted houses, I know they don't have the the chainsaw on, but even when they just when there's a guy chasing uh, you, that's like the peak scary part of the haunted. If house, he if he just saws off your head, though, it's pretty immediate. <laughs> Still a bit gruesome, I think. Yeah, I think very gruesome. Uh, number seven on my list is the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, known as Gilman in the films. He was actually somewhat inspired the Shape of Water, which won awards a few years ago wow. uh, for their creature. Uh, Again, uh, like God or like King Kong and some others before him, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon has uh, his weakness is his heart. He loves a woman, and uh, and that's the same way of the Shape of Water. But in any case, uh, I'm I, I put this guy higher on my list because I can't swim very well, and so similar oh. to my fear of sharks, I would have no defense against a swimming monster. I'm a very good swimmer. Uh, swam on the swim team in high school, uh, and I have that same weakness. I, for my lovely wife. Look at <laughs> yes, me. it happens to to a lot it, of us. Yes, it is. Uh, Brian on the text line, by the way, says uh, this is an actual horror movie rule. The slower the killer, the faster they catch you. That's true. <laughs> Slow it down. makes it a little more scary. That's, it's true. I, mean, I, I love those Geico commercials where they're they're running to the chainsaws remember, or the knives. Oh, that, yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite parts. <laughs> they just run right to the, And the guy that's ki- about to kill him, he's going, like, just shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. Like, how dumb are these people? That's a really good commercial. I really, They've been I playing go, that for years. Yeah, they should continue. It's really good. Uh, number six on my list, Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., voiced by Billy Crystal. He's not very scary, but I love Monsters, Inc., and uh, and he eventually tried. I mean, he he's kind of other than he's not like Sully. He wasn't the big one. Like the big one is Sully. John Goodman. Yeah, right? John Goodman, yeah. who's actually scary and really good at it. Mike Wazowski is tiny, so he has to really work on his scare tactics Hilarious. and able to be a monster. That's great. That's a great selection. I like that one. <laughs> no. Maybe not the most frightening, but he's no. working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. Uh, number five on my list, the Creeper. The Creeper is uh, uh, from Jeepers Creepers, which he said he hadn't hadn't seen. It, you should uh, watch it. It's actually uh, pretty good. Um, he's a uh, an ancient mysterious demon who seeks organs for humans to replace his own damaged one, uh, damaged ones. He hunts for 23 days every 23rd spring by scaring his victim and using the scent of fear to determine what it needs to feed on. Uh, he has the he has wings. That's why he scares me. Is because he right. can he can track you down. Uh, he acts like a scarecrow often in the cornfield. So it's it's mostly a, he's a cornfield type of. So killer. he's looking for parts, body parts. Yes, uh, he will use your body does, parts. Doesn't he ever get enough? Like. I've got the body parts I need. I don't need to kill any more people. No, he always needs to go lay down for another 23 years. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there's always a need for more body parts, and you got to kill. Yes. I got it. 
Uh, right. Number four on my list, Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Freddy attacks his victims from within their dreams. He's commonly identified by his burned face, a dirty red and green striped sweater, yeah. uh, the fedora he wears, and, of course, the metal-clawed brown leather glove on his right hand, uh, which he kills his victims with usually. Um, but he, he'll, if he kills you in your dream, then you die in the real world is how it works. Right. Um, but if you, you, there's always been the, the attempt to bring him to the real world where he is mortal. If you can get him to the real world, that's how you can defeat him. Have they him. been successful on that? They're, I think at times, but I'm, he always comes back. To yeah, it. he's he's not dead, right? He's are they still making Freddy Krueger movies? Yeah, they'll are always they, keep making uh, Freddy Krueger movies. Is it the same dude? It can't be the same. It dude. is actually. Is it really? Yeah, that guy. I can't remember his name. Robert something, but he he seems to play it all the time. Uh, number three on my list, the Frankenstein monster, often referred to just as Frankenstein, but he was, of course, created by Dr. Frankenstein and often Igor, the hunchback laboratory assistant. Uh, Boris Karloff was the best Frankenstein. He was the one in, like I said, the 30s in the Universal Monster movies. But uh, it's also been played by Lon Chaney Jr. and Bela Lugosi, who played Werewolf and the Dracula in those in those uh, adaptations as well, as well as Randy Quaid, Robert De Niro, Aaron e- Eckhart, and uh, Peter Boyle have all yeah. played Frankenstein over the years. I, young Frankenstein's my favorite. The, the comedy. Yeah, yeah. You like the funny one. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. But uh, I haven't watched a lot of Frankenstein movies. I oh, got I, go, uh, I yeah. to go check them out. Yeah, I've, I've got the whole collection. Maybe I'll just borrow uh, a DVD. Yeah, I'll borrow them from Yeah. Uh, number two on my list is uh, just witches in general. I'm fascinated with uh, witchcraft <laughs> and, uh, you know, mostly just the, the witchcraft trials. Uh, my favorite witch movie is 2015, The Witch. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy starred in that. She's a really good actress. Yeah. Um, Black Phillip was the the goat was a goat yeah. that seemed to be uh, the devil half the time. Uh, anyway, the Salem witchcraft trials are, are what are most uh, most Americans think of for witchcraft trials, a series of hearings and prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft in colonial Massachusetts uh, between 1692 and 1693. More than 200 people were accused, 30 were found guilty, uh, and 19 of which were killed by hanging, yeah. were executed by hanging. Um, and other, a lot of other ones died in jail. Um, but uh, the actual the the belief it didn't start in the United States as as most yeah. often things uh, come over from other places. The high point of witchcraft trials yeah. in Europe was from 1580 to sixteen thirty uh, during the Counter Reformation uh, and the European Wars of Religion, when an estimated fifty thousand people were burned at the stake, of oh, whom wow. roughly eighty percent were women and most over the age of forty. That's crazy. I liked Bewitched. Uh, <laughs> I like that show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I liked uh, some of the characters in that show. Uh, but this stuff really frightens me. Uh, Stevie Nicks is a witch uh, from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, When's Lisa. she a witch? I know, in she, that one? She's always claimed to be a witch. Oh, she's there, just a there, witch there's, in general. There's, moderate, there's good witches now. Too. Yeah. Uh, I think she would be on the good witch side, but she was... Uh, uh, she claimed to be a good witch for a long, long time, and there are people that still claim to be witches. Yeah. Hold now, on. now you don't get executed for it, so no, you can not go as ahead much. And say it. it doesn't happen as often. Yeah. <laughs> Number one on my list, my favorite of all time is Dracula, Count Dracula, uh, specifically Bella Lugosi, who played Dracula uh, in those Universal films. Bella was a very interesting guy. Uh, ended up being married five times. Um, his uh. fifth wife was actually a fan who was thirty-seven younger. 37 years younger than him, who took care of him in his frail state as he was uh, almost a pass away. Uh, when he did finally pass away, Lugosi was buried wearing one of his Dracula capes and his full costume. So, Bella Lugosi still Dracula to the grave. And hopefully someday he comes back. Did he originate the voice? 
Uh, he just no. He he's actually you know came over from Europe and uh, just kind of had the voice. I don't know if he was from the yeah. Transylvania region or what, <laughs> but uh, they they uh, they just. I mean, he he unfortunately. For him, because he tried a career after Dracula, but he was just Dracula. There was nothing he no. could do about it. We see the actors do that now. Yeah, he was absolutely typecasted. So his career died for a long time after the Dracula thing happened. But then it kind of it popped back up for a while where yeah. people were interested in it again. And so he got some roles Fascinating. once in a while. This is good stuff. Great research uh, by Bach. But he basically went to his own brain because he's got most of these movies probably. That's right. Uh He's got issues, uh, but he loves <laughs> monsters. Uh, man, I would love to see the collection sometime. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll Barrow. bring the Frankenstein. You really have to see uh, the uh, yeah. Just when bring Abbott I'll, I'll, and Costello meeting Frankenstein. That's my I, favorite. I'll watch one. him. I don't even know if I have a DVD player. <laughs> you have a PlayStation or anything that plays? Yeah, I have, I, have, I have stuff I can play it on. Yeah. Uh, let's get to break and come back with more. It is Tom and Bach with Steve Sippel on the way next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. 